Alright, dude, we're geared up, we're excited, we're ready to be here. We just woke up from a nap, to be honest with you. We all just woke up, we're not that excited. <laughs> no, it's a good day, man. It's a great day to be alive, and uh, uh, Kevin's here with us today, and he brought a little whiskey, so we're going to sip on that here. So, if you hear me choke up or cough, That's it's, the it <laughs> it's the whiskey. It's the whiskey. Or crap. No questions. Not the bomb. <laughs> not, not, not the bomb. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good stuff. Thanks, Kevin gonna be a, a, a real treat uh what's been going on man in your world actually quite a bit we've been we've been on the road for the past five days we went to um conroe you ever been to conroe oh Texas? Yeah. yeah 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 i got yeah. a sister that lives in conroe and her daughter had was supposed to have a quinceanera last year is that north of houston yep yes. just north of the woodlands yes so you got houston spring woodlands and then conroe and in between there, in between Conroe and a little town called Cut and Shoot, is where my sister's house is. I think we talked about Cut and Cut Shoot and before, shoot. didn't we? No, I don't I think I've so. Heard, I know I've heard of Cut and Shoot, Texas. Man, we're going to have to do this one time. Like, what's the coolest Texas town name? Because that's I up there. We did that. Gun Barrel City. Gun Barrel City, man. Is Look it up. One? Right off of the lake. One time, dude, I drove through. I don't mean to change the subject. We'll no, go back no, to this. No, but, go for it. but we were. I was driving to this this gig, and I went through Gun Barrel. I just decided to go a different way. I went through Gun Barrel City. I went over this beautiful like lake, like this bridge. At the end of it, it like kind of had some tagging, but it was like good artwork, so it was kind kind of cool, you know, in a way. Like, and then I go into Gun Barrel City, and there's this guy with like a Vietnam veteran hat on and a tie dye shirt and a bike with a huge basket, like long hair. And uh, then I passed by, and there was like this this uh, huge like gun and pawn, and it like it was all at the kind of like simultaneously. And I thought, man, this is an interesting place right here. Like this is an interesting place. I yeah. already see it. Like this is a very kind Texas Texas town. You know, you know, there's a lot going on here. It doesn't seem that way to the eye, but you know, there's a lot going on here. There's some drama. There's yeah. Beneath the surface. <laughs> yeah. Still waters yeah. run deep. Bro. All right, sorry though, sorry though. So y'all went to Conroe. Yeah, we were in Conroe slash Cut and Shoot, and uh, we had the, they canceled her quinceanera last year, gave her a sweet 16. It was pretty much her quinceanera, but it was the best party I've ever been to in my life. I'm not going to lie. Last year or this one? This one. Like, they, they canceled it last year, and then they just kind of moved it over to this year. So okay, so it was 16. her, it, it was 16 slash quinceanera. Yeah. They used it as both, and it was just a blowout, basically. Oh, blowout, dude. It was like, there was no piñatas. It was, like, just fucking No, dude, up this fucking. is, like, this was straight party, Like, this is when bro. you grow up. Dude, I was in a couple yeah. of quinceaneras, man. Like, yeah. as a, like, I remember I was super scared to dance, man. Did oh, y'all dance? Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. We dance all night. You like to dance? Yes. Hell yes. Dude, I've always been, like, nervous, man. <laughs> no, you man. Know? But but I had the, I had the um, I, would, I don't know what you would call it, the, the shots of courage. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tequila. You get a little alcohol, yeah. You take sure. some tequila shots, and, yeah, yeah. dude, even if you're not a dancer, you're going to dance. That's like, 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 like pinatas in, in the Hispanic tradition. Pinatas really go away, like... Pre-teens and stuff. That's when the parties change. Yeah. Like, well, Quinceanera is a good... Quinceanera is kind of like a... It's like a... It's a crossing over from for a, for a girl from her youth to becoming a woman. A woman, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I man. think, like, historically, it was like, okay, well, it's time to collect the dowry. Go get married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, yeah, and you just get, but you do like it's it's a party though. Like, oh, it's a, now oh, now it's like cere- ceremonial. Like it was it was more like they had the mass. My family's mostly like Catholic, 
So they had a church service. It's more of, it was more for that. And then afterwards they had the, it's a dance, but everybody brings gifts and presents the gifts to her and... Yeah, there's a ceremony a going thing. on. Yeah, yes. there's a ceremony yes. throughout yeah. the whole night, you know? Just happen to have some tequila hanging around. Oh, yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> Whenever you have a venue like that, and then somebody stocks a whole bar for the whole party, yeah. and you don't have to pay for it. Yeah, drink. yeah, that's cool, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And what is it called again, the, the town? Cut? Uh, Conroe is right next to the town called Cut and Shoot. Cut and Shoot. Man, Cut that's up and there. Shoot. That's now, three words. Cut What's the sign? What's it? And oh, shoot. Oh, yeah, the little and sign. Yeah. And sign, shoot. Now, gotcha. th- now, thinking about this, like, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like woodsy. Yes, yeah, like piney, piney woods. Piney woods. Piney yeah. woods, oh, yeah. So Where the cattle live. Cattle country. Yeah. This is East Texas? Right yeah. north yeah. of Houston, north of, Houston. Houston. <laughs> of the woodlands. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was going to say, man, yeah. you get It's weird. You get east of San Antonio... And bam, the pine trees just start. Yeah, well, there is some and rolling hills. There is some rolling hills from like I ten. It really you have to go northeast of San Antonio a little bit. Like Bastrop yeah. is where you first hit that that stretch. Yeah, you know, a section in there. In yeah. Bastrop, but then then you go a little further than Bastrop, like Bryan College Station. That's when they really start to pick up, and then you go into like Conroe, North Houston, mm-hmm. into into that whole area, man. That's where Palestine. There's a state park over there that runs from like Houston all the way into Louisiana or to the Louisiana border, and I think we talked about that before too. Like thousands of acres of land up there. Oh, the, yeah. Besides Big Bend, some of the largest state parks are in that area. You have like Sam Houston State Park. That's what which it is. is yeah, there's Conroe Sam Houston like and then there's also minutes from uh, li- maybe Livingston. Lake Livingston is on one of those big state parks too, but there I I'd, I'd have to do more research, but there are some really nice state parks. One of them is close to Huntsville, so you know, uh, don't pick up hitchhikers with your backpack, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh that's all I can say about that. But, but now the cut pine- and shoot like I, now nowadays there's interstate going through there. Forty five runs from Galveston all the way to God knows where. But the it's all city. It's like urban, unless you're in cut and shoot. But I can't imagine what cut and shoot like. I would like to know the history of that town because sure, right? You go back into it. Oh, that was right in the middle of it all, dude. Yeah, yeah. I can't also, imagine like going. Number one, the forest, even like it is, it's all. Everybody lives out there now. You're also on a Houston is is also interesting because I do believe, and Levi might know this better than me, but I do believe even before the settlers and Spanish were in Texas, that was an Indian divide between the Caddo and Caroncoa. Mm-hmm. That would have been north of Houston, yep. right there. So that that area has always had an interesting history. I bet, like. It's yeah. always been a rich part of Texas with those large pine trees, oh, which yeah. I don't know how old they live to be, but some of those huge pine trees look to be oh, pretty damn enormous. old, yeah. man. They're yeah. huge. They're they're like the bald cypress. I would compare it like, you know, like the bald Who's cypress the bald? down. They're, they're the only, yeah. Right. They're like 2,000 miles they stretch on some of the rivers throughout southeastern United States from Texas to like maybe Georgia or Alabama or right. something, you know, the bald cypress. And they're... You know, big tall trees that we see here. They turn. They're they're deciduous, so they lose their leaves. But they're always late to lose them and pretty late to gain them, right? Uh, so, like when when you see the cypress turning green in the springtime on the riverbanks in Texas, you know, like spring like it, is, yeah, yeah, it's officially spring is in full. It year. is. It's gonna start getting warm. Yeah, you know, uh, officially. So 
Yeah, but I love the cypress tree. One of my favorite trees here. Man. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I first moved here, well, I, I guess I saw them before that, but the first time I ever saw the trees lining the banks of the river, that that was incredible to me. Like Where I grew up, there was lots of pecans and oaks, you know, and we had a spring creek running through where I grew up, but I'd never seen the cypress trees like that. Right. Actually, I called them cypress, cypress. for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. sounded like a kindergarten. Dude. <laughs> uh, that like reminds me when I was uh, growing up you know we uh, I grew up a lot in Kansas as well so we did a lot of back and forth trips between here and Kansas in the car and I would always know on our way down when we were getting close to here because I would start to see the the oak trees with all the ball moss on them you oh, know yeah. uh-huh. and I called them yeah. the rugged oak trees I didn't know what they were you know I didn't know it was like ball moss that was on them I was just like that's the rugged oak trees, and then when I when I would start to see that, I was like, "We're getting close." Mm, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, even yeah. even in San Angelo area where I grew up, there was tons of oaks, dude. I never yeah, the saw live oak, moss yeah, either. Yeah, the live oaks up there are pretty prolific, right? Uh, big live oaks up oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, San Angelo is an interesting area. The, the 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 northern plains of Texas, you know, before you get into West Texas, like a divide between West Texas and the and the you know real flatlands, Midwest type yep. vibe, you know, with like grasslands. It's a, man, Texas just geographically, I mean, I, I just, it, it's hard. It. There's so much going on. It's really good, man. It's, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's there, stuff. it's there, but All it's, right. it's a, it's a good taste in whiskey. It's not bad at all. I didn't even cough. I didn't cackle, but I thought about it. You know? It's smooth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, y'all have a freaking emu in there with you or what? Damn, man. <laughs> Uh, it's there, I told you, dude. It's there. <laughs> Super smooth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the feeling, dude, when it burns and you just want to kind of like. It's good, man. It's good. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Elijah Craig and I like a uh, gentleman Jack. Gentleman yeah, Jack. Gentleman is, Jack. My brother is a big gentleman Jack drinker. Really? G- say that three times fast. <laughs> gentleman gentleman Jack drinker. <laughs> that's tough. That's tough, man. Shit, that's great. Uh, Hey, by the way, today at the end of the episode, don't let us forget to we, that we do a movie of the week. Think about a movie yes. through the episode. One movie, it could be like yeah. any movie. You want it to be like a sneaky movie and just kind of have a movie of the week, all right? Uh, that's something that we've been doing. So, uh, But yeah, I guess we'll get into to, uh, the first topic that we were going to talk about, and that is the... Uh, this oh, yeah, past we're, week, we're, I, we're here to do a podcast. I, to, I totally forgot about. Oh that, shoot, man. we're laying it down, time. man. We're drinking whiskey. Talking I mean, about it, Texas, yeah, dude. We on. we get into a whole episode about the geography of Texas, though. I yeah. again, what I was gonna say is like that's what it's one of the things people really enjoy about this state is like you could go out to West Texas and Big Ben. It is complete. I mean, I can't even tell you. It's like a different planet from East Texas. You know, I mean, yeah, Palo Duro Canyon up in the by, in the Texas Panhandle uh, to, uh, you know, down in South Padre Island, down right at the, I mean, where you you are literally pretty much in Mexico. Yeah, it is yeah, a completely Valley, different man. culture, man. It is night and day. I mean, it is, you can't even compare the two. When you're up in the Panhandle, you're closer to Colorado than you are to most places in Texas. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's, it's magnificent. But anyway, so the FDA, this is something we've always kind of followed because my wife and I, uh, we lived up in, uh, you know, we moved around a little bit when we were younger. We ended up in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and we stayed there the longest out of anywhere else besides Texas. 
And uh, when I started working up there, uh, I worked with like some kind of far- a big farmer's market, but it also had this grocery store that, you know, it was just a part of the culture. But they had this grocery store that was like a co-op. So you paid, you had to pay to join and you own part of it and you get like a check back at the end of the year. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, right. it, you know, you're the only one that can shop there are members and yeah. I got a job there, you know, but it correlated very heavily with all the local farmers. And I started to meet a lot of these local farmers who would bring in produce to sell at our store, you know, and uh, I, that's when I first tried raw goat milk, raw milk at all, period. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, dude, this is crazy to the American diet. You know, like I had no, in, I hadn't, I didn't really know it. Being just right. from Texas and going the other places I had been. And that was where I first was introduced. So then as I worked there for a good amount of time, then Liz and I kind of had this thought. It's like we can afford to live in Texas, you know, much easier. The standard of living is just much easier. And we can just start our own kind of like homestead, like have our own couple of goats some chickens, have a garden and basically know where our food's coming from and provide for at least a good amount of our you know, our food source, right? right. Yeah. And so we, we kind of started to get into that lifestyle. And that's when, you know, all of these types of stories started to pop up in in my in my mind a lot more is seeing yeah. stuff like this. But this past week, the FDA recalled 8.5 million pounds. Like, that's so much pounds of chicken. I can't even tell you. Like, that's like a lot. You know, we're desensitized to how much a million is. They, they did what? They recalled, they recalled 8.5 million pounds of chicken from Tyson, Tyson Farms. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Okay, so I, I don't I, I don't really want to get into this too much, but from the way I hear that these farms work, because it's very skeptical and there's not a there's not a whole lot of information into it that I can really find yet, but I'll do more I'll do more digging into this uh, as far as Tyson specifically. But these farmers they're not even no one's a farmer, actually, really. Right. Tyson goes in and they have this technique to where they'll go and pay a landowner a certain amount they'll or they'll get their bank to finance a landowner to build a big building. The landowner could be an accountant or something, you know? Right. And they're like, we're going to take care of chickens and we're going to do it our way. And they do it their way and they feed them all this not good stuff. And yeah. they don't have... I don't want to say they don't have good living conditions because the chickens live and they live, right? Yeah. They're, not, they're not rolling over dying necessarily, but... In a way that a chicken should be living and in its natural, like most natural state, right. it's far from that, right? You can definitely say that. Oh, it's yeah. not eating what it should be eating. They should have a mixed variety of greens and bugs and all and protein. You know, they need certain things. Right. Not just like, you know, synthetic stuff all the time. And that's what Tice, that's just the type of operations they have. But they are heavily regulated by the FDA. And these breakouts always happen. They always they, they happen frequently. Go look at it. Go look at so it. So they recalled it, but what what happened? Like, a listeria, was... listeria outbreak. They they're fearful of a listeria outbreak in some of the plants or some of the places where they have these. You know, so so that's the thing. So they they build these big these these big places. They they take care of them. I mean, that's in one of those barns. That's a whole. That's a lot of chicken in one of those barns, right? So if all these chickens are crapping on top of each other, it's very. Un, it, it, it's the FDA shouldn't approve that. Is basically my opinion about this. The FDA should go in there and say, "Look, we've got to think of a. Di- this is what the FDA should be for if they were even going to be there at all. We've got to think of a better way to 
to not have this type of a situation. This is not healthy. Shit that is like banned in other countries. It, ex- don't that's they? exactly my point. So, yeah. so, and this is exactly the question actually here that I'm getting to, and I'm, I really looped around that to try to draw some reference point of why this is important. To it, I think it's important to a lot of people, but to me specifically, and why I wanted to bring this one up is, is this is these places are regulated by the FDA. Okay, is is does this really prove that the FDA is just this old bureaucratic system that just doesn't even need to really be there at this point? Because the, if this is happening under their watch and it consistently happens, they consist they keep approving this and the game continues. Doesn't right. it just show it's a bureaucratic system and it just is? Not really there to protect people. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm sorry. I thought of something else, but you're. Well, right. go ahead. No, no whatever right. you think of. Yeah, whatever you think of. Like, uh, well, what we're talking about is the FDA. It's one of the. It's one of the. Um, whatever you want to call it, they're 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 supposed to be protecting the people's interest and making <laughs> yeah. sure we're all all right, right? The Food and Drug <laughs> yeah. Administration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I know what I was telling Levi the other day. I saw something that. Um, Rand Paul, mm-hmm. he was holding the sign, and whenever he was addressing, what is it, Congress or the Senate or whatever the fuck they were doing, I saw a video clip, and he's in there holding a sign talking about where all the money's being spent, you know? It's along the same lines, kind of, of the F- FDA. But he's like, um, last year, they spent $500,000 on a study to see... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to see if um if if cocaine affected pigeons or doves <laughs> sex drives. Yeah, yeah. And I was I like, what it. the fuck is going on, dude? Yeah, I know. But I mean, we're like the FDA is like that's the that's the same people. Yeah. Yeah, well they put it under all under that umbrella, you know, they right. use it as an umbrella to just start putting all these different things in, but you know, I mean, I mean to that point, again, it it really does. All of that and it's, it it is. It it's Dude, if you put it in a movie, you could make it a very funny comedy. No doubt about it. You know, there's enough material there. There's already there. a movie made about it. It's called Idiocracy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. You've never one. seen Idiocracy? No, I, I haven't ever seen it, but I know the jest. Oh, really? I know the jest. Neither one of you have seen it. Oh, man. I'm seeing it. it. I'm seeing it. I don't have it, but I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to get it. Dude, I'm going to say this right now. None of us can use that as our movie of the week now, okay? If anybody had those movie of the week, it's off now, okay? Yep. We've already we've already went in on it. <laughs> Idiocracy. Now, someone some I saw something about that movie recently. Someone commented about it, and I thought I I have seen I know what it's about. I feel like I know I followed it enough. I, I I've seen it yeah. of it, but I don't remember like really watching it or what it's about or or like or like the parts of it or any lines from it or anything like that. You know, I'm not no, overly good. familiar with it. Yeah, but I do know that we are living it right now. So, uh, uh oh, it's, 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 it's the president. It's the president. The president of Medina, right there. That's the president of Medina. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so but with the FDA. Uh, Levi, what do you think? You think? I mean, obviously. Well, you know, I, th- I think that the big, the philosophical question here would be whether somebody believes that if the FDA was to just, if they were to abolish the FDA tomorrow, would these big factory farms would they get worse with their how they keep their chickens? You know, would they stack more chickens on top of each other because they don't have the rules keeping them from you know having to have however many square feet per chicken or whatever you know yeah. i don't i don't know what kind of regulation the fda has on that but uh or you know do 
do uh, do people believe that do you believe that if they were to abolish these big federal regulatory systems like the FDA that hold back the smaller family farms and people who are trying to compete with the F with the uh, big factory farms would that help them because I guarantee you somewhere along the line Tyson has lobbied to have some sort of regulation passed by the FDA yeah. I guarantee you they have because these big corporations they get that they get lobbyers uh, or uh, lobbyists to pass regulation that keeps smaller farms from being able to compete with them they get something passed that says you have to have you know, I don't even know off the top of my head what even goes into chicken farming. But, well, yeah, um, but you have to have like certain you know, amount of like yeah, yeah, insurance of, or yeah, whatever it whatever is. Whatever it yeah. is, something that's just going to make it one step harder for smaller companies to compete, and that is all. These big alphabet companies, or, or not uh, companies, alphabet agencies of the federal. So what you're kind of, what what I do. kind of hear what from what you're saying is basically like the FDA being being basically lobbied so quote-unquote controlled by by the big corporations it's the combination of the two that really creates the 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 problems too right. is like well, if the fda was there to, yeah if the fda was there to actually protect us from you know those chickens being on top of each other i have a feeling that they would have probably already done more to prevent that Right. Because I already think there's a lot of that going on. Now, of course, you, you know, know, the first argument somebody's going to make is that, well, if you don't have these federal regulatory systems, you know, in place to keep the farms practicing proper uh, uh, what cleanliness and stuff like that, you know, you're going to have all these outbreaks of diseases. You know, it's like, well, Tyson just, <laughs> just recalled, what, 8.5 million yeah. pounds of chicken? Yeah, yeah. How, how many stores... Did that chicken go to? How many people have already bought that chicken? Okay, if some local family farm has an outbreak of whatever kind of disease in their chicken, their chickens aren't getting sent to thousands of stores, bought by millions it's very of people. Isolated, it's yeah. isolated. How in the you world know? do they not know that eight million pounds of chickens had a disease? It's just that's how much chicken people consume, too, you know? And right now there's also been kind of a chicken shortage. Which, you know, does that have anything to do with any of this? I don't know. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, that, like, people were looking to buy it, so they're probably moving more pounds of it. You know, so just a lot's moving. And then they're like, hey, we got, we have, we traced listeria here. And then they're like, how many chickens have gone out of here? And they're like, probably about this much. And they're like, oh, well, we have to just recall it all then from this time to this time. That's probably somewhat along the lines of how that happens. But, uh right. You know, and, and I think that's a fair point. I really do. And I, but I, I also think that here's the thing is, those, you know, having, a, having government is great when people are active and the, and the right ideas are pursued. And having a government is horrible when people use it as a power trip to control people and bed up with large corporations and don't have people's interests and people become disconnected from that system. Then it's horrible. Right. So government can be, you know, probably a, a few things, but definitely, you know, uh, right now we're not seeing the best of what government can be. So I do think that that's a fair point that would be brought up. I don't think well, that's well, an unfair... Know, I think that government... I also believe government has a proper place in society. You know, I, I'm not an anarchist, but I believe the government's proper place is to is to protect the liberty 
not only of the individual, but it well, it really all boils down to the individual. You know, the individual's company. If you own a a farm, you know, to protect your right to compete in the market. The market should be free, you know, as free as as free as possible. You know, I I I'm not a well again I'm not like, an anarchist because I'm because I'm re, you know realistic. You know, yeah. I, I understand that this is the world we live in and we got to make the best of it. But um, but the market should be as free as possible. I believe. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'll leave on this, and I and you you definitely bring up some good points, and it should be as free as possible. But and then back to your other point is like. If it is as free as possible, does Tyson just double down on this way of treating animals? But right. if they did that, then it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility, you know, individually to not buy things from people who have practices like that right. and but to find better with. sources. And this is what I wanted to end on before we get into the next subject. And that is uh, that, you know, look, if you, I mean, look, we're all going to die. Okay, so right. it's all cool, right? We're all going to die. So you live your life how you want to live it. But eating things like that and consuming like the, just the, the typical American diet, if, you were, if people were concerned about a pandemic, the, uh, uh, like, which, you know, rightfully so, you're concerned. You know, they tell you to be concerned, wear a mask, lock yourself inside your house. Meanwhile, people are locking themselves inside their house. And what's really killing everybody is what's in their fr- refrigerator and what's in their cabinets and what's at their stores. And it all starts with things like that. Yeah. You know, those huge factory farms that cannot possibly have safe practices for the animals, no matter what the FDA says. Like, it's, it's a, it's, we have to understand that if we really want to be a healthier society, uh, uh, then, you know, Getting uh, getting localized food is not a bad thing. If you can get it from your own garden, that's great. If you get it from some neighbors or if you have a local person around that has milk that you can get it from, I don't see what's wrong with that. Right. And again, if they're not regulated by the FDA, I think people have the, you know, the wherewithal to make their own decisions. I mean, if it's a farm close to you, go to the farm and look what they're doing. Right. Read a book about how what's a healthy way to live for a milk cow. Look at their practices. If you don't like what they're doing, don't buy milk from them because yep. you might get sick. You know. Right. So I mean, that's the that's the whole benefit of buying. You know, trying to localize the food source. I think it's something that really more like young parents, especially, should pay attention to, like in raising their kids and putting their kids around that a little bit and like having a garden at least like picking some stuff from the garden having some chickens around like I, I it's so beneficial for our society moving forward i i feel like it really is and uh this is just another story to prove that prove of why right you know and the fda is kind of a whole nother kick spin off of that because that's just a bureaucratic broken system that's that we claim is government it's not government right it's just a big blob of it's yeah out. it's just whatever they want you know and you're right they probably do collude with huge businesses like tyson which is it's ironic in the whole thing you know right. not such a, a a weird system but anyways kevin we'll get on to something that's a little bit more interesting do you have any thoughts on it before we leave on that or so if they recalled all this shit from tyson is that help the local farmers or the small guys well, de- well, I think the chicken shortage in general does because if you are somebody who has broilers, like let's say that you got 20 broilers this year, this past uh, early spring, and you, you know, you you slaughtered 20, 20 chickens. I mean, 
right now with a chicken shortage and all this going on, man. What I mean, do you mean damn. by chicken shortage? So there was a there was a national chicken shortage in yeah. mo- a lot of places. Like you, you were seeing, some places weren't selling wings and stuff because there was a chicken shortage. Uh, I, you'd have to just look into. How did that? How, I've no, I've I've seen the yeah. things where the where the there had a shortage of chicken wings, but how the hell do you get into a chicken shortage? Well, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, because precisely because of the big factory farm system. Yeah. If one factory farm like Tyson gets affected in such a massive way, bam, you know. I mean, Tyson well, not only is a that, huge yeah. chicken brand. You know. I I wonder if there's something deeper in this story somewhere that made this kind of relevant to that. Or you but think I, they're I, just controlling the markets, like. Around? Well, I do. I was about to say. Yeah. I think there's a lot of angles with this. I don't think it's one thing. I, I think like the fact that the financial system is so broken. I know it sounds crazy to bring the financial system into this, but no, it doesn't. But, but yeah, but like they're when you have when, exactly that's when how they're controlling it. it. it a chicken they, shortage. There wasn't a fucking chicken shortage. What happened to all the chickens? Yeah. The fucking well, and remember in the fr- yeah, remember the freeze, like when they were just like dumping milk and farm supplies yep. out because they couldn't transfer. It was like that's not a shortage, man. Yeah, no, it's no. weird. Man. That's artificially created. Yes, yeah. that's created. And that's what by they the... do. That's what the system does. You know, they creates these artificial shortages so that it can save the day, basically, at the end of the day, so that when things get better, they can come in and say, "See, we passed." So and so, whatever legislation, and things started to get better. There's so, no man, more chicken we're, we're, shortage, guys. Yeah. Don't be worried. Yeah. And everybody's like, "Oh, okay, we need wings again." <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, this whole thing, like, it, to me, it's like obvious. It just seems like, okay, well, they're gonna control the market here. They're gonna yep. control the market there. Control the market there. Keep people thinking that there's a big problem whenever there's really not, and then that's part of their whole. What do we used to talk about in here? The the reset, the great reset. That's yeah. part oh, of their reset, the great bro. reset, dude. Yeah. We we were we're talking about that last through. week. When you look at the, uh, the I, I don't want to get veer too far off track. We'll, no, we'll stop here. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm going to. It's really me. But is that thunder? Or no, motorcycle? No, that's a motorcycle. That's, oh, that, that, yeah. Well, yeah. it's all cool, anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, we were looking at the. We had brought up something with the unemployment, and I had this printout. And what we noticed, it was from a government a government uh, website. And uh, every state besides, like, five states had their record high unemployment in 2020. And it was like, man, you want to see the Great Reset? It's right there in front of you. So, what is that? 40, what, 46, 45, 45, was it four or five states? I can't remember. I think it was five states. Yeah, so. So, 45 states. 45 states had record high unemployment in 2020. That what that what that number really means is that many people, that many millions of people had their whole lives affected and ruined. I mean that is like a uh, that's a great reset. That that's some sort of a reset. Yeah. And I would actually argue that I like all this stuff we've been talking about, like I think we would all agree we do need a reset. Right. We all do we've needed a reset for a long time. You know, but not from the same people who led us down this damn road. Like, yeah. You know, Bro, that's everything the whole was thing. good. Everything was good in 2019. Nobody had any fucking problems. Nobody had complaints. I mean, everybody had complaints, but <laughs> it's like that guy. It's like you, you know, you go hiking, and there's that one guy that's just, you know, he's he's up front, but he shouldn't be. You right. know what I'm saying? And he keeps uh, you know, leading you the wrong way, and and you know, he's like farting and not warning you, and it's like, god dang, dude. You know, and you just like, you want it, you know, everyone tells him, everyone knows, 
But like, no one really wants to change it until finally you're like, dude, no. get your ass in the back. But then somehow, this dude snuck around the side and got back to the front again. It's like that's what these people are doing. You know, they want to reset everything and be like, we have the solution. No, it's like you literally created all of these problems. Right. Like, why the hell are y'all in charge with recreating it? You know, like, like we want to break away from that, right? right? That was the whole idea. I think that's where the left and right and all of political sides kind of agree. <laughs> you know, it's like, to hell with that old way. You know, it's broken, man. You know, if you're if you're someone who loves capitalism, well, you're like, well, it's not capitalism when the big the biggest companies got so big that they just bought up all the rule makers and just make their own, their own rules and get yeah. everybody out. And then the other side's like, well, we love government, but now the government just does whatever the corporations want, then they don't even do the right thing. It's like, yeah, they're all right. Nobody's wrong. Right. You know, everybody's right. I can throw a party. <laughs> Quintinetta, dude. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. No, I like it. Shit. But anyways, the next topic is uh is Facebook. Levi, oh, let's yes. take over this one here. So uh, anyone who's been active on Facebook within the last week or so has most likely gotten or at least seen a screenshot of somebody who has gotten one of these messages popping up on Facebook. Uh, there's there's two kinds of messages you can get. The, I think the more common one... Are you talking about a private message or something No, public? it's more like just like a little a little window that pops up on your feed and you can just click the X and exit out of it. You know, or, oh, okay, or a okay, okay. Thing, you know, just mm-hmm. pops up. And it says, uh, the more common one, I believe, says that you may have been exposed to harmful extremist content. And then it gives you an option to get help you know, and then uh, if you click the get help, it just takes you to this big kind of article thing where it tells you about how, like, other people have escaped from uh, extremist groups. Well, remember the fact-checking, too. I mean, the fact-checking was pretty extreme, too. Uh, But the one that really has, uh, the one that really caught my attention was the second kind of message people were getting. Uh, And I didn't get this one myself. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but, but a lot of my a lot of my friends got this one, and I know I know this one went around. It said that, uh, uh, "Are you concerned that one of your that you know someone who is becoming an extremist?" And then it gave you an option to get confidential support, you know, which of course would most likely take you. It's going to take you to uh, a link that's going to, oh. Got a little friend landing yeah, on you there. Yeah, it's all good, man. Yeah, all it's going to take you to a link, you know, that, that is probably going to connect you with some sort of law enforcement agency or something like that, you know, uh, to report someone like yeah, that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's of mm-hmm. course, what it would go to. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and Facebook has already made the agreement to work with the NSA on uh, determining, quote-unquote, extremists, you know. So this is probably... This was probably one of their big plays in that little handbook that they got for uh, "quote unquote" com- combating extremists on Facebook. I think most people really just made a big meme out of it. You know, just laughed at the whole. The thing, whole idea you know? of Facebook has become a place for the culture war, a place right, for the exactly, war of words, you know? and that's all it's yeah, become. The whole thing is everyone's an extremist. It's yeah. created extremists in itself. Uh, Kevin, are you on Facebook? I have a Facebook. But you don't get on it much? No. Like, not 
Not what is all. your take on the social media? Just r- real estate guy, you know, living the living the American lifestyle. Like, what's your take on Facebook? I think it's bullshit. All social media. Yeah. Like I live my life in the real world. I don't think it's. Uh, this is me personally. I don't have any judgment for people that use it. People, people use it all the time. I got family, friends. Everybody uses it. I just choose not to because. I have real life shit to deal with. And if I focus my time on that, I'm taking my time away from something that I could be doing that was productive. That's the way I personally feel about it. And I used to. I used to be on it and look at it and it draws you in, dude. It draws you in and you spend your time looking at a fucking screen whenever you could be watching a kid do something special or working on something that's going to benefit your family or... It's in a documentary. Going... Watching a documentary of Hugh Hefner. Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> the Hefner. Yeah, there, you got to figure out how he did it. Every man wants to know how he did it. <laughs> no, man, but like, I mean, there, you could, there's, there's just so many more productive things that I would rather be doing than scrolling the internet through um, uh, your social media yeah. and looking for, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know anymore. Like I'm, I think you like there's a really, bunch of funny shit on there. I got off. I finally, you know, man, I've been feeling that way for a while. But you know, I've always been afraid to get off of social media because my job really depends on it. Like if I don't promote my shows, then you know those places might not hire me. No, you know I what I'm you. saying. And they, but so, but finally, I just said to hell with it, dude. And and a little while back, I just deleted. My Facebook account, and I still have Instagram, but I'm going through the process of just completely taking everything off and kind of uh, just leaving it because I don't. I, I, you hit on something for me. It doesn't have anything to do with anything else other than I have other things that I want to spend my life doing. Yeah, your time is the most precious commodity that you have. Ever. If you're going to spend it. Human. Yeah, if you're going to spend it. In this virtual world, what is it even like? You yeah, know, man. There's there's real, totally, there's man. real people out there that that you could be giving your time to and and making memories with instead of. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just, my I, my my, me, my wife told me something real quick. It, it, she told me something that somebody that we all know actually said recently, and she said that uh, they had gone somewhere, and she was afraid that like just by everything on social media they were gonna have to wear a mask everywhere they went. She said. They went and they said the world was completely different than what they saw from social media. And it was like a slap in the face. Like, a, like whoa. You know, and uh, well, I think that's, you know. Algorithms you... and shit that they create. I don't even know what the fuck an algorithm is. I'm all saying it like I know exactly what It's like what a pattern. It it's algorithms like a pattern. that they create. Basically. No. <laughs> <laughs> no the Here shit, I am saying what they are. And I don't let know me put what it in Kevin's terms. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the stuff that's out there, man. Like, it's all... It, you create your own world on the social media stuff and then this is what I don't understand about it like people are in their own little world right on social media and then they want to talk to somebody else who's not on it and tell them about how everybody's just fucked up and I'm like no dude like that's just in your little world yeah like you're in your little world yeah. right there and you're looking at this like for me the past year, I mean, I've made it to where it's not that bad. Yeah. Like, my past year, it sucked. We did have a pandemic. There were some shit that around. changed. Yeah. I followed some of it through the news. 
the the professionals in the yeah, social media yeah, world. Yeah. Like and and then even that got ridiculous for me. So you had to step yeah. back from that and you just have to step back and take a look at what the fuck is going on in your life, man? Like how are you doing? Not Yeah. You you buy right. into all this shit and it doesn't it, it's it's just not healthy. I don't feel like it's healthy, man. It's not a healthy space. Yeah, I totally. I I really feel like that you're on something with that, man. And and uh, you know beyond, yeah. I mean, just you know the I, the history of social media is kind of interesting. It came on very fast and it evolved very quickly, relatively speaking. And I don't think people have really had a lot of time to really sit back and think about anything deeper than that. That it's just there and it's the way we're doing things. But like. Like in the bigger picture, what is it really doing for your life? And uh, you know, but I, I would to... I would argue for me, only negative. You know, only like nothing really positive is coming from it. Another big thing is like they're like, well, it brings families together because you're not able to see people that are far away. That doesn't really bring your family together. You can just see pictures of one another yeah. that aren't even. They might be filtered pictures. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. You know. It's it's a uh, it's kind of an, you only an see what they want you to see, and they don't even even if you see a bunch of smiling faces from somebody that you know on there, it might not be their reality. You know, they're in the real world wherever they're at with posting they might those be cussing, photos. You know, yeah, they may be miserable cussing at the person in front of them in traffic and going to a job they can't stand, but they're posting something. You know, and that's okay. It's maybe it's okay to see the best of people, but. The one thing about it is no matter what, when you give your time to that, you are giving your time to other people's emotions that you don't even know, you know nothing about. You're just giving them your time. You're giving them your energy that, like you said, is your most precious commodity in life. So, like, if you were to ask, like, what what's, what's like, the, the philosophical, you know, question here, Levi, if you will. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but yeah. what is what is kind of the the overall angle that you have about social media like what you know what's a solution to, to you know to a problem that i think that a lot of people do see i mean is there one well i think that the the, the philosophical question is uh, kind of like the last one i i brought up you know it's like do you think that it's is it useful or is it not and social media is really a double edged sword when it comes to something like that you know, because if if you're getting uh, if you're using social media to do nothing but look at like you know funny cat videos and look at pictures of what people you know ate last night or you know stuff like that, you know if you ask me, that's not a very good uh, use of social media. But social media, it it, it does make a good uh, soapbox. You know. It is the soapbox of the day, of, of the era we live in, you know. If you, you can go stand out in your Times Square and say whatever you want to say. People are just going to, you know, ignore you or throw something at you. But, uh, you know, it, it's really become the battleground of the... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to be quiet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't help it. But people are going to ignore you on social media too, man. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, but you know, you can abs- you can you can reach a lot more people on social media. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, I I run a a pretty niche meme page uh and I still read, you know, I have 21,000 followers. I can reach 
80,000, 90,000, even 100,000 people with a single post, you know, depending on how good it does. But originally, but, uh, I think that they've already regulated the the cool part about the soapbox out of it. Like, the cool part whenever it first happened was you're connecting with only people that are, like, that know you or somebody that you know, you know? Right. like. And then they, they changed all that. They switched right. it to where you're, they're not going to let you have that soapbox. Yeah. Well, I mean... Like, you still have 21,000 followers, yeah. but... Whenever it first started, like you probably knew the vast majority of the people. Right. They Somehow there was a chain related to how those people were following you. But right. now I don't think it's like that anymore, man. No, no, you, have, you have friends on there that you don't even know. Yeah. You yeah. know, I don't know twenty-one thousand people. Absolutely not. But, well, even on your friends but, uh, list, through, even on your only direct friends. The magic list. of friends list. Can, uh, for, See, you'd be talking, you'd, put, <laughs> yeah. you'd be putting words in my mouth. Uh, only through the magic of Facebook or social media in general could an idea pop into my head and I can I can make 21,000 people see that. <laughs> you know, in, a, in a matter of 10 minutes, I can make thousands of people that they can, even if they don't like or it's It's, un, it, un, it's undeniable know. that it reaches it, more people. It, yeah. it, it, it it's obviously uh, does. But here's the thing but, too, though. If you have an event that you're trying to promote and you promote it through social media, right? Do, do people get on social media to see your event so they can go to them? Does it really rub off on the real world? No, it doesn't. So, but uh, but now if you're trying to get them to laugh at a meme and engage, right? Yeah, sure it does. Right, but but even the question of the of the the event thing, I mean, it would depend what kind of what kind of forum you posted it to on Facebook. It would depend on what kind of reaction you got back for it. You yeah. Know? I promote the uh, Medina Community Street Sale on the on the Medina Community Chat on Facebook, and it gets a lot. You know, I get a lot of responses. But here's the thing: that. is but even that that's is very different. localized. I was going to say. I was going to say. I was going to say. But, but even, even that, that would have you could get that even Facebook, without though, it. You can have these little localized groups like the Medina Community Chat. But yeah. but I'm saying even without it, you ask even without it. Would you still be able to have the Medina yard sale and it still be a hit? No, oh, yeah, probably. The Medina probably. Yard sale and so, Facebook. so if you so if you're a musician and you're like, well, I'm on there because I promote my shows. How many times do people show up to your fucking shows because you post something on mm-hmm. Facebook? Yeah. I mean, not not much from my perspective. Right. They're doing they, it because that's a different that's a different group. They're looking for a social atmosphere. Yes, I agree. Not, like if you're if you're a meme, if you have if you're popular on Facebook. It does not mean you're popular in in no, real life. No, they do not, not correlate. That's no. that's my point. Now you do get to more people. They just don't correlate to me. Right. Like and not in my world. But they you know don't. that just it reminds me of like the uh, the pamphlet wars that that were around like the Revolutionary War. You know, you had these pamphleteers like Thomas Paine. You know, and uh, the uh, oh man, what was the name of that pamphlet that he put out that pretty much like kicked off the American Revolution in a way. I can't believe that the name of that pamphlet is escaping. Common me right sense. Now. Common yeah. sense. Oh That's yes. The one. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice, Kevin. Come on, yeah. It's the whiskey, go. dude. Guaranteed. <laughs> you know? Uh, Guaranteed. But anyway, yeah. you know, nobody knew who wrote Common Sense. They were those pamphleteers, they were anonymous. You know, that they were the equivalent of the shit posters of their day. Really. Because they were putting out these pamphlets, kind of like me posting a meme through my page. Nobody knows who's right behind the page, you know. They were putting out these pamphlets with ideas, 
That's all that. That's why they call so it the, the pamphlets the, were early. So the pamphlets are like early memes. Oh yeah, dude. Kind Thomas Paine. I call Thomas Paine the original American shit poster. Okay, because even in, in a pamphlet he he put out where he compared the people who would still support the king, they said that you were like a cuckold to the king, which pretty much translates to you would watch the king screw your wife. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? wow. Like, that's a, that is... That's hard. That is, that's, that's hardcore. hardcore. That's hardcore for 17. Those are fighting you know? words. No but pun yeah. intended. You know? You know? Yeah. Like, for real. <laughs> like... Yeah, that's wild. You know? But, uh, but, but I, I see it kind of in the, in the same light today, you know? Mm-hmm. The, like, the pamphlet wars have really just turned into the meme wars. You know? I think I think the solution to, to this problem is a lot like the food with the FDA, though. It's like... The solution is not in more regulation and 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 more bigger something to come in and say no one's allowed to get on social media because y'all are all spreading misinformation and everything. You know, this has to come from the human spirit, man. People have to realize that this is not effective for the for their life, you know, and and that it's not as long as it they feel like that they're getting something out of it, people are going to continue to use it. So, you know, I mean, for me personally, uh, I just disassociate with it because uh, I just don't I, yeah. I don't have time for that shit. It just yeah. I don't have time for it. I can see memes without it. You know, I can laugh at funny memes without that. Uh, and I think that there's a real problem for me personally, from what I see of like some of these some of these uh, companies that are the propaganda that is being spread. Like when when they started to like do the fact checking, like it's obviously political. It's obviously cited, you know, so I just don't, I don't have any space for that really, you know, that's me personally. Yeah, no, absolutely, you know, if I wasn't so caught up in making memes, if I just wanted to look at memes, I probably wouldn't be too worried about it either. But I also don't want to criticize anybody who wants to, who wants to do that because I do see if you're, if you're 23, you know, you don't have any kids. You know, you have this job that you kind of go to. It pays your bills or whatever, and you're kind of like living your life. And you get on the internet, and you're just posting memes and laughing at memes all the time. I mean, do your thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to make anybody feel ever like like uh, you know that's not the way to go. Is to is to uh, force people one way. You know that's right. why you'll feel like, what the hell do people even have Facebook for? Facebook, you know, they should be. You know, the government needs to rein them in. It's like, what, what's going to happen there? We are just talking about how the government, you know, supports the FDA. I mean, what are they going to do? You know, it, they're all propagandists, really. Maybe we're all propagandists in our own way, right? Absolutely. So, you know, it just depends on what we stand for and what we like. I think the main thing is that we just don't step on each other. You know, and I think social media today, it's just so easy to just piss all over everybody. You know, I mean, you, you post... You know, I mean, like like what Kevin was saying earlier, you know, I think so many people do post positive stuff. Now some people are just like, they get so sick of it. They come in, they're like, they incidentally shoot things down a lot or negative and add a negative energy. And it's like, what's the answer to that? If you don't like it, don't post shit. Don't get no, on there. Don't look at it. Yeah, or don't look at it, you know? Yeah. So, or, you know, but when you get engaged in that negative energy... You know, you're giving away like you, you made, you, like Kevin pointed out so uh, beautifully, so poetically earlier, is that time is of the essence, man. And when you give people that negative ass energy, you don't even know on the internet. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're right. Right. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I've done it. Time is of the I've essence. Done it. I wonder how long it took Thomas Paine to write Common Sense. You know, just just to piss a bunch of Tories off. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's interesting. But, you know. Yeah, that's silly. But, so, the next thing we were going to talk about is, uh, and this is, I think, I'm not as familiar with this, <clears> but I guess you guys are, and that's the uh, Olympic sprinter. Oh, yeah. Tested positive for marijuana. This is just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, what? Really, when I think about the whole war on marijuana and like its status in society right now, it's just laughable, man. It's just laughable. The whole world right now is looking at this and going, "Are you kidding me?" So why? You know? Here, here's a good. Here's a good question: Is uh, why? Marijuana is is illegal from the Olympic, from the Olympics, right. right? So why is it that number one, and is it if it is because it's a performance enhancing drug, is it a performance enhancing drug? It just maybe for running. No, I would not say that marijuana is a performance enhancing drug, unless yeah. there's a Snickers bar at the end of the. Yeah, track. it might make you feel like <laughs> it might be like a like like for healing or something. Maybe it will help you slightly, but I mean. You could take Advil, right? I mean, yeah. my opinion on that is like win your medal and then go smoke. Michael Phelps did it. He won the gold and then he went and smoked. Like right. nobody really gave a shit after that. But if you're for for me personally, if I'm on a stage where or I'm at a stage cuz Olympians trained their whole entire lives, right, to to hit that point in their career where that's where they're at. The gold medal favorite. Like, it doesn't get any better than that for an athlete who has trained their whole entire life to get to that point. Competitively. Like, from a competitive spirit. From a competitive standpoint, why are you going to do that? I agree. I I actually, I actually have some, I totally agree with you. I don't don't think, it's a rule. It's a rule. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life, man. It's been a rule and it's a rule. And you know you're going into the Olympics. You know it's the rule. Like, it doesn't matter what happened in your life. I don't even know the whole. If story. what you care about is uh, winning, she, apparently if what a you loved care- one died, and she said that she used she she actually didn't say she smoked it. She said she ingested marijuana. What well, I don't know. What, but if like, you but and you said it was an organ as well, which is yes, it was actually it was. He said yes. Yeah. Yes, she did. I was I was shaking my head. <laughs> no. no, no, but she, yeah, it was actually, and she was in Oregon at the time. She, but that she really used meant, it, in a, and I get yeah, it. It's yeah, still it's against Olympics, the Olympics yeah. rules. I yeah, I get that. Here's I I totally do agree with you. And when I was so when I was in college, I so I went to the college and played baseball. And uh, the the first year I was there, I did okay, but I went back to community college on my own. And did like what Kevin did, where I worked a little while and like took a different route there for a little while, and partied my ass off and really got right. in some trouble too. But uh, he just went on into uh, that, and then I went back to that school I had started at, and I got back on the baseball team. But the difference in between those two times is I had really learned about marijuana over alcohol. That's when the transition started. Like I had been drinking for years, partying with my friends. And we would get so drunk, you know, and like just, we was into that culture completely. Right. And uh, then one of my friends, man, uh, dude, for real, I worked at Luby's as a waiter, okay? <laughs> you talk about like the bottom of the barrel, bro. That's not even the bottom of the barrel for my jobs, honestly. But that was pretty low. 
Think about that. You've been, been yeah. to Luby's? Yeah. A waiter at Luby's. Yeah. It's self-serve, bro. Right. You know, at the beginning. You know, you yeah. get your tray. But, uh... I've so, worked some fucked up jobs. But, but anyways, <laughs> I don't want to sidetrack too much again. I can do that. But, uh... You know, here we go. I lost my train of thought, man. But no, I was, uh... I was, uh... Oh, and he, he would... We were really good friends. We had been friends for a long time. And he was like, Hey, dude, man, you should come over to my house and, and chill, you know? And went over there and, like, we... we you know, smoked a joint or something like I. That's the like I had smoked weed before, but that's like when I was like, you know, man, this isn't, you know, this isn't like that bad. Like I can like function and like go do my life and shit. Like I don't feel all fucked up like I do. Pardon my French, but you know, I don't feel all disoriented and things like when I drink. You know, I don't feel like I even really want to go party. You know, I kind of like started to like change my attitude. So when I went back to college again. Uh, I went and asked if I could, you know, talk to the coach that I'm coming back to the school. Can I get back on the team? But now I smoked weed. You know what I'm saying? It was like when you smoke weed, dude, you like to smoke weed. Like, when I'm, you I'm smoke here weed, for real, look, if you really like to smoke <laughs> weed, if if you really have done it, and it's like like when you when you like to drink whiskey and you like to sip whiskey, when you get that chance and that break, dude, you're gonna sip whiskey. The fortunate thing about whiskey or wine or beer is it's not illegal from the Olympics. Or coffee or something like that. You can drink all that stuff. But if you're a connoisseur of it, it's hard to function without it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel it when you don't. Same thing with weed. When it when it works for you, you like it. You know, even if it's in a casual time, once a week, once a day, once a month, whatever it is, you want to have it. So let's say she slipped up and did it and did that because she likes weed. Uh, you know, like, I, I did that in that instance. I went to school, I was okay for a while, and then it's like, we, I got a connection, and uh, we, I smoked weed a couple of times, and then I took it to a friend's house, and right when we ro- rolled up this joint and started smoking it, the people who, who like come in and do like these inspections on your room came right as we lit that bitch up, and so like we got busted. And like I, I had to, I, I felt right by taking the fall for it because it was mine. You're and like, even though it's they were innocent. There. So, but I had to go to the board, and then I had to go to my coach's office, and I, I just went to my coach, and and they were gonna suspend me, but I just went and quit because I also knew that uh, I was gonna be a dad by then, and uh, I knew that I needed to do other things. But well, let's put that, it. That was, so, so I know what she was feeling. I think this though, this is my bigger picture right here is. If if she li- if she likes to smoke weed if if indeed you know that is her something that she enjoys to do and has done before in her heart she only knows that f the Olympics dude you know what I'm saying dye your hair like you know like like may like you know this is the time to do that right now like you're on the biggest stage to ever get big and famous in the Olympics you have to win gold you have to win gold several times. You're ne- I mean, it's a great, you know, if, if you just, if your dream is to just win the Olympics, go ahead. But if it's a stupid ass rule, you know, this is a time where you could actually make a stand and be like, this is a stupid rule. I like to smoke weed. I'm going to go run and I'm going to do something creative with this and come out with a statement and, you know, smoke a joint in an interview yeah. and say, I'll go run. I'll beat everybody in the world right now yeah. while I smoke a joint. You're it doesn't gonna... enhance me or anything. Well, that, that, that's that's going nice. full blown Ricky Williams. Yeah, but but you know what though? But it depends on what she wants to do. But now the difference is is when Ricky Williams was in the NFL, the NFL was at one of the height of its existence. Weed, no, in no states was marijuana legal. It, this is a much different issue now. 
Right. She stands on. There, look at you know Nate and Nick Diaz but it in the UFC. Do you know them rule. in the UFC? Yeah, yeah. I agree. It is a rule. She won't get to race in the Olympics again. But she will. Everyone will know who she is as a sprinter. If she, she if in everyone order to will have know that she's the idiot who threw away the gold. For I, I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. I, I disagree. I agree with Boone. I think that I disagree. She, be held up to it. not in this culture. Dude, the thing about marijuana prohibition is that it's. It's almost become like a civil rights issue, dude. It's such it's so hypocritical. It's a slap in the face to people who choose to who who choose to use marijuana. It's it's so hypocritical. There's not a single argument anyone can make about marijuana that can't be made for either alcohol or tobacco use when smoked. When it comes to the health and when it comes to how it impairs you, their whole thing about it being a a performance enhancing drug that is complete Bullshit. I don't even know okay. if that's an argument. Would they have said I anything? It. I don't Would they know. have said anything know. if she'd have lit up a cigarette ten minutes before a race? Would they say, "Oh, oh that's nicotine"? That's or a... or, or, no, or drank or drank whiskey or anything else? I, get... I, see, I see where you're going with that, and I agree with you, know? you. But the fact remains that it's a rule. Like that's the fucking rule. Oh no, I, I if agree. you're driving down the street and you got an ounce of weed on you and you get pulled over, you can't be like. Dude, Here's the this thing. is legal in Here's Colorado. If, no, motherfucker, if, you're in Texas. You're going if, to jail. If she right. if, if she lie. goes if she goes and races right now, Kevin, and she goes and races, and she gets at best she gets bronze. Okay, she's still gonna be that dumbass that got busted with weed that couldn't win gold. No matter. That's my point. Is the Olympics? I'm not saying it's irrelevant. It's not irrelevant. It's a huge deal, dude. You're the best in the world. I get it. I get what it means from a perspective of that. But if indeed you believe in that culture and that's what you believe in your heart, you, she has one more year in the Olympics and she may never get in again. Her athletic career may be over. What is she going to do financially? She just has to think about that. You can. I'm not telling. I'm not telling you to go out and be an activist. But if you believe in something, really believe in something, like this, is a perfect issue for this. Like you know, spending your whole life training for something. Okay, so what do you think about the lady who turned her back to the American flag then? Should she be banned for for turning her back to the American flag in the Olympic trials? Is there trials? a rule against that? But I mean, I mean, that doesn't hurt the uh, image of the entire country. But that's the, not what we're talking about. But, 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 but this is the thing. But here's, here's my bigger point is, is the Olympics just another thing like the FDA that's an outdated fucking thing that has no relevance to our society because they have stupid rules. You know what else they allow now? They allow men to compete against women because they allow transgender. Do you, should they be able to do that? That's a rule now that they can do that. So the Olympics is it when you believe you have to make change. Yeah. You can't just no, let them fucking run all over you. I agree. At they some need point, to make change. I, I I wouldn't say that the Olympics is is an outdated institution. I mean. I think that the idea of I love it. I love it. I don't together, want to make I that. Yeah, I, I agree. It's I a totally tradition agree. that goes back thousands of years. Yes. I, I definitely do not want some to see of the great the, moments. I don't yes. want to see the the Olympics get like boycotted out of existence or anything like that. But I, I I definitely see where you're going. This is an opportunity for somebody to take a stand and make a if whole she bunch wants of people to. See. If she and doesn't hey, want to, don't you know, do it. You know, yeah. like go compete. But no, but you know, for real, but if she did make a stand, and if enough people did. Call in the Olympics committee or a ride or whatever. If somehow she got the attention of the, I don't even know how like the Olympics is governed, but like the board or whoever does the Olympics to get this hypocritical, outdated rule changed. That's the great thing about rules is that 
You can change them. Even the Constitution. I love it, but I admit, it can be changed. It can be amended. You know, that's the great thing about rules. These they rules should be questioned. That's and, the great and, thing and, about but, but American she, rules. Does she want to be a martyr? And can she take an angle to where she actually... Beca- Look at Colin Kaepernick. You know, I mean, he took a huge stand. And, it. you know, whether you agree with him or not, it worked out for him. He doesn't have to play football and mess up his body. And he does just fine. I'm sure of it. But he does he really believe in what he's saying? If he does... It, it works for him. Whether you agree with it or not, it's really irrelevant. You know, and that's the thing is he's, he believed in that enough to take that stand. You know, and uh, that, in, or, or, he, or people, you know, say, well, no, he just did it as activism. Either way, he did it, he he did it to banned. move his career. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> he's but, an idiot, too. Uh, but, but yeah, um, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, he can laugh all the way to the bank. He can do whatever he wants. He can travel anywhere he wants. He has a, a shitload of money. He would have been out of the league. You're right. He would have been out of the league and irrelevant at this point. But he's always going to be relevant in football history for, for that, whether you agree with it or not. You remember, I'll give you a perfect not example. I'll give you a perfect example. Well, well, I mean, he did go. He he had a run. He was hot for a minute. He was hot for a minute. <laughs> and then what? He, he made was, a statement. But he, he made us. <laughs> he first made a statement on the field. He didn't. His first people's first awareness of Colin Kaepernick didn't come from kneeling. They remember him running all over defenses and having a really hot year. And then he fell, and then he got benched, and then it came in with the kneeling. That's the way I remember it. But but and, and it didn't last for long. But that's again, I'll give you another example of this. Nick Diaz, UFC. Do you know who Nick and Nate Diaz are? Yeah. Okay, they are I'm telling you, man, Nick Diaz was suspended for marijuana in the U in cage fighting, dude. They go in there and fight each other. And he was suspended for marijuana use in competition marijuana use. Okay? <clears throat> For the five years of his, the best years of his life, he's, he might come back this year. He's going to make millions of dollars. But he is more popular, he and his brother, in the weed culture. I mean, it has made them mighty po- because they didn't want to quit. He said, I, I like smoking weed. You have it as a stupid-ass rule. I'm going to fight either way, and people that support me are going to support me, and I'm going to go do my own shit, and I'm going to figure it out. And that's the angle he took. And he became, he will never, his, their names will be synonymous in the UFC and fighting forever. They are cemented in stone. You know what I'm saying? This lady, she would have to go out and win three gold medals in a row to cement her legacy in stone running. Maybe she will. Maybe that's the angle she'll take. And if she does, that's badass. You know what I'm saying? All power to her. Yeah, But if she loves weed, if deep down inside she's like, you know what? I think this rule is wrong. I feel pressured to say these things. Like, it, you know, you know, are they going to suspend me anyways? Am I going to win? Are they going to let me in next year? Are they going to think I'm just a problem? You know, what? you got to weigh the whole issue here and step outside the box and know what you really want out of your life. She's a young lady. How old is she? She's a young lady. How much pressure does she have, you know? But if she wants to race, she could still race. I've I've said that multiple times for sure. She should, and if she want, if she could go win, she could win three gold medals in a row. I'm not saying she couldn't. She could challenge the. She could do a private, a private race with whoever wins the gold and say. Or hey, she I'll could go race. You. Or she could start a YouTube channel. And she could go race celebrities while smoking a joint and having a conversation with them and make millions of dollars for the next 20 uh, years of her life she if she has the character to do it. Wants, exactly my as point. Far as, as far as what we started talking about, I don't feel bad that she can't race in the Olympics because she 
broke a rule and got kicked out. Like, I, I don't. I don't feel bad for the for the girl. Yeah, I don't think I really feel bad for her because, like I'm saying, is there's a lot of ways she could spin it successfully for herself, depending on what she wants to do. That's the bottom line, and I and I and I do again. I'll emphasize that, but at the same time, is you know. At, your athletic career is, is short-lived, especially in the Olympics. There is not a lot of avenues to have a, a, a successful financial career being an a, a Olympic star. No, I mean, even, I mean, there's just even if you not. Are, even if you are the best, like, other countries treat Olympian athletes like kings and queens. Like The, the Olympics... Um, America's the only one that does not do if that. You see, if you see holes... In, in things in things that are really hurting no people. Royalty here. No royalty. No royalty. Don't like shit you, how fast you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's some I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a stand for what you believe in. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If that's what you believe. I think that that gets, you know, people associate with being a martyr as like, "Oh, you're fucking stupid. You're being a martyr." Well, martyrs have changed the world yeah, time and martyrs, time and time martyrs again. Martyrs have been some of the most influential figures in history. Be, and I don't I don't mean martyr okay. in a way that you hurt people. I mean a martyr in a way that you feel like people are being hurt and you feel like that you want something to change and you're going to sacrifice your time in in standing up for something you believe in. I do believe that there is that is how you inflict change. Like that is how you have to do it. So if there's a marijuana, there should not be a marijuana prohibition in pro sports. These people put their lives on on the line. I mean, look, you watch basketball. You see what happened to Paul George when he broke his leg. You know, I mean, these people literally put their lives on the line. In any sport, they could be severely hurt for the rest of their lives. You're telling them they can't smoke weed? They, they are grown adults, man. I mean, there are some rules that, that they don't need to be enforcing. Half of the states in the United States, marijuana is legal now. So when all when marijuana is legal in all 50 states, are, are these yeah. leagues still going to say? you can, It's stupid. Yeah, they need real. to be with the culture, dude. That's They're so far that's away. That's a personal opinion, okay? I'm going to play the devil's advocate. If you're getting paid $3 million to play a show, boom, and they say, we're going to test you before you go out on the stage and play. And nope, nope. If you go out and you test positive, you're not gonna get to play. You're not gonna get to to get paid. No, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't. You probably sense, wouldn't what? I, I would. I I would. You wouldn't I wouldn't play quit. or you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't quit. I wouldn't quit. I wouldn't quit doing what I was doing because I'm. No, no, I've no, been but, far no, no, enough no, in the, like, This is the question. If they say we're gonna test you for marijuana, you wouldn't quit smoking marijuana. No, 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 no. Hell no, I wouldn't. Regardless I wouldn't, of regardless. your family's no, financial situation, no, because, because or let, whatever, whatever. Like it could be the biggest show. Let, let's say my family that, has oh, three let's million dollars. Let's say my family has three million dollars. No, no. Let's I like it, my life. Is three million dollars gonna make my wife and I more happy? No. No, it's not. It's not going to at all. Now, would it? Would it be nice if I came in and earned it? But if I had to give up who I am. To get three million dollars, I like who I am, so I don't really want to change that. So I, I, that's why I bring that perspective for her, because there are people who would support her in her efforts and saying, "Hey, you know, we're going to take an institution that is really walking over lines that we're not comfortable with. We love the institution, we all support it, but they're forgetting that. I mean, you know, by by stepping like like Levi said, people downplay this issue and how important weed is." Do you know how many more people would be interested? You would have so many more cool figures and athletes 
Athletes would be so much more easily relatable with their fans if the ones who smoked weed could come out and like they would have another marketing avenue. You look at another UFC fighter, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Why is he popular? Why is he popular over all, uh, so many other fighters? Openly smokes weed all the time, so he's popular within the weed culture. But he, there, not, there really is saying, a culture. I'm not there. saying that there's not a culture. I'm not saying that I disagree with the weed smokers or. All I'm saying is, if you have to sacrifice something, something that you do every day, to make a living, to bring home food, to put on the plate for your children, for your family. And you know that that's what is expected of you in order to do that. And you don't sacrifice that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, you uh, yeah, I mean, made that decision. I don't feel that, sorry for your true. dumbass no, for not no, 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 going no, no, to no, the no, no, I don't disagree with you like, at all. I don't, I don't disagree with you at I all. But, but here's the other thing. But you're assuming that that's going to ruin their life. No, I'm not. Yeah, but, but, but Willie no, no. Nelson. Willie Nelson exactly. is the prime exactly. leading example. Exactly. Cheech and Chong uh, in Hollywood. Uh, I mean, but these figures... But they didn't have they, the they face, No, they face... Dude, Willie Nelson has been arrested dozens of times. He has faced major backlash. He's been pulled over because they knew he did drugs. Bro. They knew, you know, so... But it doesn't... That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about... But, but there are the rules. The rules were there. They're, they're there culturally. The pinnacle of your career, like... But it, but what does she... But here's the thing is, she obviously likes to smoke weed, so she... Or, 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 or eat it. So right. so if she believes or in that, and she, and, 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 she agree, and she would agree that that's a stupid rule in sports, if, if she was off the table and not going for a gold medal and it was all over with in hindsight... Would she say that's a stupid rule? If she would say that, and then is it worth it to take a stand? You know, I would argue that if you believe it's worth it, then you should believe that in yourself. Take that angle. Don't be afraid to take that angle because you're afraid society is just going to rain down on you. Some of society will. All of those people that you named, they all faced atroversy massively for being open pot smokers for a long time. That's the thing about the culture that people don't realize is they they do get you know even still some people they'll say oh there's that there's that pothead or there's that, and maybe there are people who take it way too fucking far I'm not saying that there are not just there are like people with who alcohol, sit there just like with alcohol just like with any but the whole point thing. is you can go out and get super su- super drunk these athletes can go out to nightclubs get super drunk maybe even drive intoxicated they get away with special rule they can't smoke some weed I mean. It's it's a ridiculous rule. So if indeed you are willing to sacrifice that, and, and I'm saying it's a big ask. I totally agree with you. If, if you were about to sign an $11 million contract with an NFL team, that's not what she's about to do. She's about to compete in the Olympics. That's not an $11 million contract, dude. That's your competing in the Olympics. Now, at the pinnacle of like the height of what you can do physically, if you want to challenge yourself, you're at the height of what you can do physically. No doubt about it. Challenge yourself. But if you if you want to push something different, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to do it. You have all the eyes on you. If you believe in it and you believe it's a stupid rule, 
Now would be the time to stand against it. That's my only point there, really. Yeah, I'm not, I, not, I really do agree with... I don't really... Muhammad Ali, fucking, we're sending you to another country to go get on the front lines and get shot no, at. No, it's not. But like, Muhammad Ali faced massive backlash. He lost a, a huge did, part of bro, his career. But it's not the same thing. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, the Muhammad Ali went, like, he stood up, and that was taking a stand. Like, no. What about someone who's done 15 years? Bullets. What about someone who's done 15 years in jail for a drug, a nonviolent drug offense? It is that to them. It is their life. And there's a, there's millions of them in this country. And they wanted to take that risk? But, but, That's stupid of me. But, but I mean, but, I mean, have, you don't, you don't, uh, partake in other things sometimes that are illegal? It that doesn't are, matter. Stupid, I'm but, not risking it. I'm not, I'm not risking everything that I've ever done for that. You know what I mean? Well, like, but, but that's the thing is, is that what they want to do? Like, so you asked me, would I go, why did I get into music if I know it was going to strip? I got, I, one of the reasons I do what I do and I've built the life that I've built is not to fall into that system because I feel like that system is, is absolutely, it's, it's, it's proven to be wrong. The drug war has proven to be. I was trying, to put, to, I was trying to put it in perspective. No, 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 no play, I love it. I, I love it. No, your no. Your whole life, your whole life, from the time that you were a little bitty to the time to right now, and somebody told you, I'm t- "Look, you, we're gonna, we're gonna pay you. Look, here's the." Here's I would the tell you right now. Here's I would tell money. you right now if they told me that. I'm telling you right now. I don't trust that motherfucker who tells me that. Boone, you need to change who you are to be this. You need to change. I have been around this world long enough. I'm not 21 like this girl. How, how old is she? 20? She's not that old. But I'm that's sure. what I'm saying. I'm not telling I'm, you that I've she's lived enough her, life, her life to know that I'll say, you know what I'll say? I'll say, no, I won't do that. I'm going to do what I'm doing and I'll continue on my path and just make something more out of what I'm doing. At that point, I'll know, wow, I'm worth $3 million to someone. What I'm doing is working. You know, I'm not going to quit doing what I'm I'm doing. I would take that stand because that's who I am. That's really who I am. I believe in there's more to life than this life that they present us. Th- this is uh, three months. <clears throat> so you wouldn't stop smoking for three months. Go fucking no. run your race and come home and smoke all the pot it's, you it, want. It's it, it, it's no because I can already do that. I I've already built a life that I like. You know and like they can they I mean, you know again I mean. Money, what comes with money? What comes with having $3 million? Are you more set or does it cause more problems? Because I'm kind of, I think that that's something, if you want $3 million and it comes in a form of a contract in six months, you don't know how to manage $3 million. I just said if, that, if you, just if, said if that you, as but, a, no, 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 as no, 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 example. I, like, I get you. But even, 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 even 150000 I'm trying to focus more on. If you build a life for yourself that you are comfortable with and you're comfortable with who you are, and you build up to making $3 million a year, you by then know how to manage that type of a lifestyle and can live a happier amount and, and happy to you. You deserve it. But uh, again, she's not getting into a big contract like that either. So, so she just, you know, in life you just have to, like, you, you, you're right. You have to make money in life. No, it, I'm talking about a sacrifice. Yeah, man. yeah. I, I understand. In what some you're ways, saying, I do yeah, too. I, no, I, I do too. I, I, I do. She's an athlete. Here's the question: Should people have to make that sacrifice? Like, like Boone brought up a really good point. I mean, right now, half the states marijuana is legal. Let's say in 10, 15 more years, it's in, it's legal in 45, maybe even all 50 states. You know, what incentive would the NFL have to keep marijuana 
illegal in their bylaws. You know, what, what incentive would, that incentive would not be there. All this incentive that keeps companies from that telling their employees and the people who work for them, you can't smoke weed, comes from the fact that it's illegal from the government. It comes from the fact that for 40 years, the idea that marijuana is this evil mind, you know, this evil substance that'll turn you crazy was shoved down people's throats. I got the movie right there, Reefer Madness, that shows the kind of propaganda that was shoved down the throat of America. And now, people... I just think that the fact that people's lives are so affected over marijuana is... That's a decision that they made. Uh, in my opinion, you sacrifice for what you're doing. What race was she running? The 100, 200, what was it? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'm really not Let's sure. Let's call it the 200. I'm not sure, yeah. What separated her being first place from second place? Probably hundreds of a second. Right. You're telling me that the person who was in second place... And let's say it was a performance-enhancing drug. If she was smoked a little weed, she might have been faster than her. But she stayed by the rules, so she wasn't. Right. So, so now what's fair? Okay. What if the first-place woman who we're talking about now jumped the gun in the race and got disqualified, and second-place won, and was the gold-place favorite? That girl got eliminated. Right. She broke the rule. She jumped the gun. Nobody's going to yeah. be fucking feeling sorry for her now. I'm not arguing with you that she's breaking the rules. We All of us here are acknowledging that's what I'm saying, that she's though. breaking the rules. That's what we're rules. talking about. Yeah. We're all we're acknowledging talking about that. weed in a weed okay. culture. Like, she broke a rule. Yeah, but no, okay, okay. But So in society, rule, I mean. in society, should... should so if we, if we smoke weed in society because it's a rule, should we be... We should be punished for that no matter what. We shouldn't speak out about it. We should be... We should just be obedient and not do it. And if we get busted, we should have to pay that price because people have paid a massive price for no that. So, no sort of change yeah. should ever be made in terms of marijuana's legalization, in terms of how it's viewed in our society. If, 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 indeed, mean, if indeed it's I'm going to be. If, if I indeed get it's busted going to be. and I got a joint on me, that was my decision to drive with it. Absolutely. I'm not going to be running a pity totally, party totally. for people to feel sorry for no, me. No, I, I totally yeah, agree. But, but, but I'm, not, I'm not telling her to do that either. I'm not, to, be, to be clear, I'm not telling her but to hey, run a pity party. I'm saying thing, if you believe in, in something and you truly believe... You remember, kids are going to hear you. You know, your kids are going to grow up and see you one day. So make... You know, you have to know... You have to understand that it's going to affect your life. Whatever way you go is going to affect your life. Because let's say you go to the Olympics and you don't even place. No one's ever going to remember you. You know, you're going to go away. You know, I mean, it's just the way... It's the, it's the nature of the game. Okay? Even if they placed okay. first. Who won okay. gold last year? Who knows? No one even knows. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. Olympic and they don't... You make but, a great point. But... But if indeed, you know, look at, this is, this is the entertainment business. If, if that happened to me, I would take it to every news station. I would make a huge deal about it. I would wear marijuana shirts and say, they tried to stop me from going on, on show with marijuana and look at me. I'm going to go on, I'm going to put on a show and I want everyone to bring a joint and we're going to light up and we're all going to get stoned. And that's what I would do. And you know, I would, that's the angle I would take. Because that's what I believe in. And so she has to determine that. And that's all. That's the only thing. I'm not really saying... Because when I was an athlete, like when that happened to me in college, I was I felt like you. like, and, I, and so I totally understand. Like, I broke a rule. It was my fault. 
I suffer the consequences. I'm not bringing my team down. Like, it was a team sport, too. You know, like, I'm not making it look bad. I'll suffer out of it. But I quit because I knew I'm not going to stop smoking weed. No way. You know, like, that was a big part of it. Like, I like it too much at this point. It does not match up culturally with this, with what I'm doing. It does not match up culturally. I can go to the batting cages and enjoy myself. Stoned, mind you, without having to participate. You know, I started to notice that. And as bad as it sucks, you know, I came to that realization that your sports career comes to an end at some point. Some people's later than others. And some people, there's a lot of professional athletes who really want the ban of marijuana. And I believe one of the leagues actually did, ha, has relaxed the rules. The, uh, the NBA. baseball. Oh, the, baseball. baseball. I, think, I think the NBA did it as well. I don't know. Relax the marijuana, and yeah. I support the leagues who do that. Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's like without the players having to get in trouble and lose time in their careers, it's not a big deal if they smoke a joint. It's just you're right. Anyone's right who says that. That's not a big issue. You know, they should just not smoke for a while. No, here's the thing. It's not a big issue. You should just not penalize them for fucking doing it. Yeah. Because you should just do. You should ban exactly. people for real things that really hurt other people or that really affect communities in a bad way. And it's a big issue. This is what Republicans, conservative-leaning people miss with the war on drugs overall, but mostly marijuana, is they think it's a smaller issue than it really is. This is a huge cultural issue that could really change the course of our country, and it could socially bring people together. Like, it's an issue where right and left, there's a lot of people within the community underground right and underground left who agree on this issue. Yeah. And this could be a very culturally binding issue, you know, for our country. It's not a small deal. Like when we talk about war or anything else, you know, it's like everyone wants to, you know, fight each other. You know, with marijuana, like we all know that's stupid as shit. We've all smoked. It doesn't work for some people and it does for other people. I don't think everyone should smoke weed. I, I think, you know, and if you do smoke weed, you know, you shouldn't like just sit around and get high and do nothing. Like, that's a waste of your life, for sure. I'm not... I don't condone that type of behavior, but at the same time, I mean, it's a dumb rule across the board. All of them. All of them. You know, a a track runner who runs track and smokes weed will probably finish second to that person who doesn't and runs a little extra instead of smoking that joint. You know, to be honest. Probably will. Imagine, like, you know, if, if there was, like, you got two track runners... And one of them smokes a joint before the race. The other one chugs a, a Coke or something with caffeine in it. Which one of those is more likely to be a performance-enhancing uh, substance in that race? Which one of those is outlawed by the bylaws of whatever, you know, the Olympics or whoever? I mean, yeah, no. That's what it really comes down It really just comes down to, you know, what do you, what do you hold higher? The idea that, you know, this is just... This is the rule. You got to follow the rule, and then if you get caught, you get caught. Bam! You got to deal with it, which I agree with. I completely no, agree. No, 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 no. If, no, if, if the rule is the way it is, the, she should to, be banned. To, to add on to what you were saying, Kevin, how you were like, if if you get caught with some, you know, and you you end up having to, you get caught, you're caught, right? You know, jigs up. Yeah, and, but that's you're the not going to make a big deal about years it. Of if, your if, life if, if for some for reason, moment. if for some reason I was, uh, by some consequence, I was called to jury duty to be on the jury. Of your trial for you having a gram of weed or something, you know, 
And I was able to get onto a jury, which I, I really doubt it. I'd ever be able to make the cut to get on into a jury. <laughs> if yeah, they, right. If they started uh, really, really uh, interviewing me, but uh, I would vote. I would vote not guilty. I would straight up pull a, a, a twelve angry men and vote not guilty and hold that trial up for twelve hours if I had to. But that's the great thing about this country is that we have a thing called jury nullification. Okay, when and that, that's the way I think it should be. In all courts, not just of government, but of companies. That's and where if you feel a law is like not that. just. You know, I believe that when somebody gets put on trial for breaking a rule, not only should the person be put on trial for breaking the rule, the rule should also be put on trial for. Is this rule really relevant? Is this rule really something we need to hold on to? Yeah. And when it comes to the marijuana thing, it, it's not. This man. is this is what this is what I'll say to wrap this up. And Kevin, I, I actually love your angle on that, dude. And I actually as it like you were an athlete. So you compl- you're taking that perspective of it yeah. and you know what they sacrifice for their life. And I and I and I do agree. And here's another side of this is the Olympic athletes, man, it's it, it, it that's a hard road. Like it's not like pro sports where you're signing bonus, you're a millionaire. You know, it's not yeah. like these other leagues. This is a this not is much all. different. You have to find a way to make a living for yourself somehow if you really want to stay relevant and go into something. And you have to you have to think about that. You know, uh, that, that the way to make money in that field is either just shattering all kinds of records, which, you know, they're they're gonna let biological men possibly compete against women, so yeah. that's good luck with that, you know. Can't if that does happen. <laughs> We've already solved that issue, by the way. They should have a trans league. Why Separate. Why not? That's Why it, not? dude. Bam. Right? Trans league. Do it. Do you agree? Do you think that's fair? Dude, I don't fucking know. That's Would so you... out of the. That's so out of my element. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's out of Whatever, all of ours, really. You know, truly. Yeah. You're a man, but, and but you I do compete think, against a woman in a race. I, I do think that she's at a. Here's the thing, too, about about this specific situation is uh, it's like she's she has worked all these years, but she's already been busted now. Like, now it's, she's been caught. So, so she's going to get penalized, and she's going to have. I don't know what's happened to her, what the deal yeah. is. I have no idea. But. Like, so now's that time. Like, she's like, literally, there's a why in her road here. You know what I'm saying? Like, she has to figure it out. Like, what, you know, what feels more comfortable for her to do? It's a complicated issue because she is going to get looked at like this by some people. Oh, this, you know, stupid girl, another stupid girl who couldn't just wait. And then some people are like, hell yeah, an Olympic runner? That just proves that we can freaking, you know, that we can smoke weed and do whatever we need. You know what I'm saying? Like... There, she she's gonna have both sides, and you know she just you know, uh, I think a lot of times society and and these major institutions like the Olympics, <coughs> when you get into them, like uh, you feel like that you can't be yourself. There's no individuality, and I think to some degree in team sports that is okay. But when that really invades your space and the rule is pointless, I think it's okay for you to at least beg the question. Like if she were to sit up in the press conference and say, look, I broke a rule. I'm going to be punished for that rule. I completely understand that. Okay, but let's, let's just say this. What is it really hurting that I have some marijuana in my system? If the girls I run against have some marijuana in their system, I don't care either. 
I don't care. I think it's a dumb rule. I'm just going to say that. I apologize for breaking the rule. I do, however, I, I feel like it's not a smart rule. Uh, I, I, I think that's a fair angle to take. You know what I'm saying? I really do. You know, yeah. it, it, Because she's right. She's right, dude. To me, she's just right. Uh, and that's when it comes down to like, if she was wrong, then it would be a whole nother situation. Like if she was just wrong, uh, like if she came out and said, uh, I don't think I should even be penalized. You know, I think people should just know the fact that I had something go on in my life and I had to do that. And, that, you know, maybe you could say that that's the wrong angle to take. But if she were to come out and like kind of cover both well, angles man, from I what mean, you said. I wish her it's the best to... of luck and whatever, but I just feel like. For me, it's like uh, it's a no-brainer. It's um, you, she she knew better. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, no, you, yeah. You, you, you are right about for that. Sacrifice, for sure. sacrifices hey. that are made, man. Whatever you sacrifice sorry, enough, you you have to realize that the decisions you're making, if they can, if they're gonna stop you from the only goal that you've ever had in your whole life, just do like Michael yeah. Phelps and wait till you win the gold. Yeah, and he got scrutinized pretty hard too. Oh, he did, but yeah. he won six gold medals in the Olympics. So who gives a shit? Yeah, but but, <laughs> but also still, he can, also he let me tell you something. His gold but I'm going to tell you something. Michael Phelps, when that happened, he became a way bigger star than after. Mm-hmm. Like for real. Like his popularity and his everything that comes with it, whether you agree with it or not. It, it got bigger. No doubt about it, it did. It's just the culture we live in. Yeah. It's like, sometimes is the right time. Whether or not this is for her, I think you make a very fair point. I'm like, she is at a time where she can still get back in, go race, and maybe become the best sprinter of all time. If she believes in herself like that, she should take somebody like me who's at a very different angle in his life and never listen to me at all. Okay? I totally feel for that. But at the same time, just know, man... There are other people who have paved the way and have have stood that ground. As a matter of fact, those people oftentimes get remembered fairly well. Whether it means they lived, uh, the did they you know sleep in satin sheets and things like that? Maybe not, but oftentimes they ended up leading a, uh, the life they wanted to lead. You know, and uh, they were able to to pass along the message they want to to the future generations. And I think there is some relevance in that. But uh, that's 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 it. I, I love your angle on that, though, Kevin. I, I totally, you know, it's it's hard to disagree with. You know, it it really is. It's, and I understand. Uh, I understand yours too, man. Like it's whatever. If you're gonna smoke, go smoke. If you want to be the best smoker in the world? Be the best smoker in the world. Yeah, run. But, you know, <laughs> if you sacrifice your whole entire life for yeah, one yeah, goal, it's hard. It's, and then you make a dumbass decision like that, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been made. She made the decision. So, like, yeah, that was, that was not... Like, that I was think not. about the shit that I'm trying to teach my kids and stuff. Like, look, man. Yeah, yeah. You make, yeah. You, you, you make your bed, you lie in it. Like, yeah, yeah. That's important. Make sure you lie in it. And make sure it's comfortable to lie in. Yeah. That's it. very <laughs> important. But that could go either way. It can. You know, either but way. But you still, got, you still have to lie in it. Whatever, yeah, definitely. Whatever definitely. decisions you make, definitely. it's your decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's I'll tell you what, man. That's interesting that that happened. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's a very... And it's very interesting that uh, it has taken on such a big life. Because I think 20 years ago, this story would have been like, oh, Olympic runner gets banned from the Olympics for smoking pot and everyone would have pushed it aside. I think today 
it's being, you know, it's definitely starting to change. And things that uh, have been a certain way for a long time are just hard to change. Her response you know? to it is going <laughs> to define her from this point forward. She did respond to it. Well, no, I'm talking about, like, her response to it. Like, like we were talking about Muhammad Ali earlier. <laughs> that dude served his time, came back. You think people give a shit about Muhammad Ali if he didn't win those next fights? Right. <laughs> What's she going to do? Let's see. Not as much We're from a sports world. Not as much from a sports world, but I think as a cultural icon, I think possibly, you know, uh, that they that they would have remembered him well. Uh, at the time, though, he was not. You know, he was not favored. You know, they, he faked, faced a lot of backlash. But... No, but but but, but, but sports wise, yes, but sports wise, that definitely cemented him as like you know a legend. Yeah, that's but what but I'm but culturally, about, but see, that's why also Muhammad Ali. That it's part of what makes him the greatest combat sports guy of all time too, is because he did battle for something larger than even the sport, like something culturally, and that was even bigger. You're right, that was a that was huge, you know. But you know, you can't downplay this movement. This movement is a huge one. There are veterans that have come home from the war that support the legalization of marijuana and what it helps them. I mean, there is a huge movement for this. And there should be. And there should be, Because the fact that so many people's lives can be so affected because of this outdated legislation that keeps marijuana on the same schedule as all these other hard drugs... Yeah, you know, it's it's just ridiculous. It's a joke. The fact that people can have their children taken away from them, lose their jobs... All sorts of ridiculous consequences that from this outdated legislation. These same people who can go out and chug a bottle of liquor and smoke a carton of cigarettes if they want to, but don't you dare touch that green plant, or or it's it, it'll it'll ruin your life. It, it actually won't ruin your life. What the state does to you because they catch you smoking it, that will ruin your life. Not the plant. The most dangerous thing about marijuana is getting caught with it. Yeah. Always has been, always will be. Okay, straight up. I mean, especially, it's just, especially it's, in... it's, it's it's simply unjust and hypocritical that we continue to punish people for something that, like I said, you really I've I've never heard any kind of viable argument against marijuana that couldn't be used against alcohol or tobacco, and it's simply hypocritical. Yeah, well, we'll we'll leave it at that, and we'll go to our movie of the week so we can sign out of here because we can keep <laughs> yeah. going on this. I mean, it, it's a great, yeah. it's a really. The, the the there's no wrong angle from the Olympics perspective. It is against the rules. Right. That is right. And and and, and like we're, Kevin, we're, Kevin brought up a good point in that it's international too. So yes. we can sit here and talk about American ideals and American ideas of justice all we want. Yeah, when know. she goes yep, to the Olympics in another country yeah. for having we Yeah. Yeah. Like well, we're yeah. lucky we get to talk about it. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. true. You know, that is very that true. That is true. I mean, you it's know? easy to compare it, it, your country to shit countries and make it look good, but that's no reason to not make it better than it I is. I also think there are you other know? countries who have been, who are fairly lax on it as well. You know, it goes, yeah. again, it goes both ways. And just because a country is a certain way, it doesn't mean we should use it as an excuse to be a certain way because our culture is very different from the rest of the world. You know, we have a culture that was built on the idea of individual liberty and freedom. That uh, that says something. That cannot when you when you bastardize that the whole the whole thing. I was just thinking that 
If you make bad rules and you stick by these bad rules and you force these bad rules, you are going to ru- ruin your organization, whatever that is. Like, there is a place for rules. I am. I totally feel that. I think there is absolutely a place for rules. Sports wouldn't be a sport without rules. But when you when you corrupt your rules to an extent where they completely push people out, you are ruining your organization. You are definitely hurting it, if not ruining it. And over time, when it becomes like this, I mean. Look, if they really wanted to crack down on marijuana and they were like, no, this is just not something anyone needs to be doing, uh, they would probably have to ban a lot of pro athletes. Like, you would lose a lot of pro athletes. And then all the fans would be like, what the hell? Just This is a stupid rule because it affected them. So it's always until it affects you when it means something, you know? I think, but this this is a big, like... You know, I mean, she can't really take a stand because it's on an Olympic stage. But, I mean, these pro athletes in America, I mean, shit. I mean, they're all smoke. I guarantee you they all smoke weed. Maybe not in competition. What's the one Percy Percy Harvin, the wide receiver, believe he said, like, there wasn't a game where I wasn't stoned before the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I do think it. I think that, you know... Why you know she might this might be an issue because it is the Olympics. Do you know what I mean? And 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 to say that is like, you know, again she's on a world stage right now. She's on a world stage. She can make. You think people in India don't smoke some hashish? Saying <laughs> who's this American? We like her. Right. You know what I'm saying? She make a stand. You know, like that's it. Like that's uh, you know, it, it would be an interesting angle. Uh, I, yeah. I I I when I thought of that story. I was interested in what she was going to say. And she came out and apologized and said it was a stupid mistake. And that was her angle that she took. And that, if, that's what, if that's what it meant, that's the right thing to do. Again, I, I don't want to uh, act like I'm criticizing her at all because no, I have no room to do that. Yeah, like, either way, yeah. either way, for sure. Yeah, kill it. And she's an awesome sprinter. That's great, yep. you know. Um, faster than I am I know that <laughs> she ain't listening to me oh damn well I'm definitely not racing her that's for damn sure yeah, I mean I'll talk to her about like what's going on but like not freaking you know I'm not racing her for no. damn sure smoke a joint with her not gonna <laughs> race her you know let's put it that way but uh, uh, the movie of the week man y'all got one Oh, man, I was just sitting here looking at the wall you know but I know you said last week think outside the wall but man, there's just so I've got one, but I bet here. you it's on your wall. But mine, right. mine this week, I, I had thought of one. I, I didn't think outside the wall, I don't think. I bet you have this one. It's too popular, but... Huh. You want me to start? Well, yeah, yeah, go for it. Well, well I was going to bring up Independence Day. Oh, that's okay? a great one. Yeah, I got that one. But only because of all the alien stuff going on these yeah. days, you know? Fourth, I just thought that that was an July? interesting... Fourth of July? <laughs> Hell yeah, that's a great one. The speech on that, you know, right? Where he's yeah. like on the back of the truck. That was like an iconic part. Uh, I forgot about that, man. That's good. Yeah, that's a good one. So uh, I thought about that. Independence yeah. Day. No, oh, that's a great movie. Jeff Goldblum. When did that man. come out? 1998? Yeah, 1999, sure, somewhere, yeah somewhere around 90s. there. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum, Will Smith. Great movie. Who else was in that? Jeff Goldblum, yeah. Will Smith. Uh, Who is Jeff Goldblum? Is that the guy on um, Jurassic the Park? Yes. Oh, yep, yeah. sure is. Yep. I like yeah. the I like the old dude that was the pilot. He's the one that I think that flew up into the eye of the Yeah. <laughs> Same oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 like, yeah. He, he was like the one who had the conspiracy theories. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. The old crop duster that, I remember that dusted yeah. the wrong field. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. 
He was a comic relief there. He was a good one, yeah. He was a good one. For sure. What do you got, Levi? Let's see, man. I guess I'm just going to have to go with something I've watched lately. And uh, The Internship is a good one, man. Have you ever seen The Internship? You know, I think oh, I, yeah, I, I think I have seen yeah, that. Man. Yeah, man, with, with uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Yeah, like, good one, man. Interns at Google. It's a great movie, man. Just a good, uh, good feel-good movie. You know, they come back and save the day at the end, of course, you know. And, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I really like Vince Vaughn. He's one of my favorite comedic actors. He, yeah. He's got a great... Yeah. style of, of comedy a very acting, dry you know? dry yeah. humor the way yeah, he talks yeah. he's just a great talker he can talk 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 you know he can <laughs> he is he's yeah, great all guy. of his movies he's got that same kind of role yeah, yeah. Do you, you know he yeah. was in the movie Into the Wild though yeah. he was the he, he has played a couple of different roles you know before but yeah he's great man that's a good one yeah I'm gonna go with one see if you got it on your wall um, Honeysuckle Rose uh, I don't think I do, man. Honeysuckle Rose. Honeysuckle Rose, dude. I brought up Willie Nelson earlier. I'll give him, pay a little homage to him. Freaking, have you seen it? Uh, parts of it. I but like I early, never watched early it. Yeah. days, dude, whenever he's traveling, he's in a band, and then he takes a, his, uh, one of his best friends is in the band with him, and he's like, I can't, just can't do it anymore. Can't do it anymore. I'm getting too old. And he's like, all right. And he goes home, and they throw, like, a big party for him, and he puts on a show, and then um, his bandmate's daughter actually steps up on stage and sings with him, and he, he goes to him after the show, and he's like, so what do you think about her going on the road with us? And he's like, no, no, and she ends up going on the road with him. Oh, it's a beautiful movie, dude. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. And he named his tour bus that as well, the Honeysuckle Rose. Did he? Yeah. It was just for, yeah, his old tour bus. I, I don't know what what, uh, what his new one's name is. It's, or, I mean, it's old school, dude. That's good, man. That's a good one. That is a, that's good. Uh, that's nice, nice, different movie. Dude, if you get one off the wall, that's pretty good. You know, you've done something right. Oh, no. I don't even know. Like, it's not on the one? wall. No, it's not no, on the wall. Like, if you get wall. one that's not on the wall, that's pretty good. That's hard to do. I think I did last week, The Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, no, actually, there's a lot of movies I don't Did have. you ever I'm see The Night oh, at the yeah. Roxbury? <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking hilarious. Like, yeah, that was a good one, man. I used to love that movie. Damn. All right. Well, anything else you guys want to say before we leave? Man, I think we've got... Uh, it over to y'all. I think we've done a good job yeah, hashing that was it fun. out this evening. Dang, I, yeah, a long episode. Yeah, that's evening. fun. That's fun. Yeah, that was a good one. That's a good one. All it's been right. a good time. I like the topics. Levi brought uh, Levi brought some some good topics this week. He had actually brought up the you know I hadn't really paid much attention to the Olympic runner yeah uh, until you told me that and then I went back and dove into it a little bit right and uh, you know it's it's a uh, that's that's interesting but you know the world is. Uh, the world is a weird place, man, after this past year. There's no, like, that's that's my takeaway from everything is, like, I think so many realities and things have just been, like, uh, changed, you know, yeah. like, shifted from, like, we talk about, like, Facebook and things like that. Like, all of it, you know, uh, the FDA or, or anything. I mean, everything is just kind of, when you lose faith in these things, like when you see that they have holes in them, then it really does start to reshift your reality, and and it's not a. Uh, it's an interesting time we live in. That's why I'm just gonna leave yep. it at that. <laughs> nope, it's a great ending. I think, man. <laughs> Don't break the rules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't break those rules. Don't break the rules. Well, if you do, lay in that bed, right? right.
<laughs> we want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.